This is episode 96 of the All Around Podcast, talking television and film, primarily television, on this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, uh, so, what'd you, uh, what, what, this is our first one in three weeks. All right. Uh, So, so let's talk about She-Hulk, since that's the biggest thing going on right now. I have not seen it. Um, I I refuse to watch it. So, so Anne wants to watch it, and it is, it is insultingly stupid it is a situation it's a sitcom it is um but it plays as like a sitcom of like from like the 90s is the only way i can describe it um characters are cardboard cutouts there's no depth these are 26 minute episodes um i like tatiana maslani i think that she's I think obviously I see why like she got the part, but I mean she is a good actress. I don't know if you ever saw the I never um, saw Orphan Black or whatever show. Not that she the show where Jay Gyllenhaal played the Boston Marathon guy who got his legs blown off, and she played his girlfriend. Like she's great in that. Yeah, I mean she. No, I I I like her, um, but I don't. I mean, clearly she's taking the role because, you know, there's a steady check and probably steady work to come from it. This is, I I almost think like this is a negative equity play on the part of the company. Uh, I don't necessarily know who likes this show. I don't think there's any sort of water cooler talk about it. I mean, there's other shows out there that are probably doing a lot of water cooler stuff, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not. It is. It's not very. When good. I saw, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's it. It is pretty bad. The CGI hasn't gotten any better. It looks cheap. The oh my god! Is, the writing saw, is nothing. I mean, I saw the thing on Twitter where she's like walking from the hallway into her office, and people are like, "Oh my god, Marvel's really like, is this GTA? Like, it is so like it looks like, it literally looks like a pre-res." of her and then when she walks into the office it's like the cgi like completed version of her like it's bad like it looks it also looks like she kind of grows as she's walking in like it looks like she just gets yeah it's so bad and that's the thing with all these like visual effects companies that it's like you know marvel's tripling or quadrupling their output and these vfx companies can't keep up in everything and it's just like they're just submitting shit that's like half finished because it's just like they just don't have time on these uh the, the the thing that the thing that is really bad is there's a part in I want to say episode one or two maybe two I think where Jennifer Walters goes and has a dinner with her family and it is it is very like cringy it is bad sitcom back and forth let's make it awkward sort of thing and it's like okay, this is meant to be very snap snappy stuff, but it's not like funny stuff. It's, it's like, and then, and then one part of it, and sorry for the set. And then one part of it is they sort of go, I'll call it the dad goes to the basement and she goes down to talk to dad and dad's like, how you doing? And then, then you see like Tatiana Maslany acts and you're like, Oh, okay. I see why she has this role. She's talking. You see the expressions on her face. You're like, okay, that's like a nice little moment. And it's like, 
okay, so you've got this person who can actually act, yet they do nothing that when she is in Hulk form to sort of take any sort of facial expressions and really do anything with it when she's Hulk. It is it is such a smoothed out, expressionless sort of thing. It's like I her eyes will get wide, the eyebrows will go up, but between like, I mean, there's no... How do you emote as an actor? I mean, in in that, and you don't. And but but the defense of this will be, come on, it's twenty six minutes. It's a throwaway show. It's introducing a character. It's a sitcom. It's, it's, it's lighter it's than air. And be, it's not trying to be. Da, 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 da. I, I I I get it, but you're if if you're gonna make a show, I mean, you don't put a show up that's gonna give you negative equity. And you, you're better off not putting up a show, but they're just throwing shit against the wall. So when I saw the article that was like Megan the Stallion is gonna be on an episode of She Hulk, I was like, why? Even if it's just one of those like Elon Musk level cameos when Elon Musk was in Iron Man Two and he's like off to the side and you just kinda hear him talking about it and he's like, Oh yeah, I've got a plan for a rocket or whatever. It's like, Oh good, like we'll talk or whatever. It's like just some, some little like boom. And then I saw what it was and I was just like, I'm done with Mark. Like that was the jumping the shark. It's over. The final nail, like that was it. That was it. Because And then the interviews or whatever, that's like, oh my, it was, I was so glad like we were able to do this. And Tatiana, she like, oh, it's, it's even better because she actually knows how to twerk and all this other stuff. I'm just like. <sighs> is, is, is this what we've come to? But but that just speaks to Disney is so not on any level as compared to other properties that are out there <laughs> doing stuff. Right They're now. not in touch with like their, um, yeah, no, they're I not mean, in touch with their base. Yeah. It, they've, they've certainly, they've certainly alienated the fandom, but whatever. It is, it's just like, it's, it, it's a decision. We'll see. So, we'll see how they do. Anyway, I saw the. I'm done watching uh, League of Their Own, by the way, because it's basically just a lesbian fantasy show. Um, I, I'd be the first to. I, I'd be lying if I said I haven't seen anything that involves. No, like I'm not saying. That. <laughs> it's like how it's it, it's reminding it's, me. It's of a Hollywood. fantasy. It's a fa- fantasy show. It's a fairy life. tale. Okay. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, like, it's, like, okay. it's like Hollywood. Like, literally when I'm watching it. And I remember when, I don't know if Liana saw any episodes of it, but I remember Liana was coming out hard against the show on Twitter. I'm like, eh, it's fine. Like, I watched Le- first League of Their Own? Yeah, the show. But she Why? Loves, she loves the movie. Okay. And it's basically like, I watched the first two episodes, it's fine. And then I watched the third episode, and it's not that it's bad. It's just not League of Their Own. That's It's not that show. It's not League of Their Own. It's something else where women happen to play baseball in the 40s. But it's not the they just use that name. This is a problem which we're gonna get into with some other shows, where it's like they'll just use that name so that they can gr- get the show greenlit and they will make it something totally different. And it's under the guise of if you're not okay with this change of direction, you're a sexist, racist, misogynist, all that stuff. So like Watch so that. Why, why did Liana come out against it hard? I, I think her big thing was just like, it's it's L- not... Listeners, Liana is um, Alex's brother's uh, significant other. Go ahead. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about it. I'm probably, you know, when, what she should say, this sucks. Yeah, like, well, number one, it's really not, it's not great, but I don't think it's bad. But it's also just like, uh, you, you, it, it is because it takes another property and does something to it, it brings it, it makes it even worse. Yeah, it, well, it's like, if you wanted to make a show like this, call it something else. Again, it's not bad. Well, here's the thing. My whole thing is like, I'm not going to sit there and say like, there weren't like lesbians in the 40s doing whatever, da 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 Because like, I'm sure there were, but like, let's like yeah, that, 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 that one Nazi broad, you know, that one lady, remember her? What, Lenny Riefenstahl or whatever? No, 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 no. There, there's the one. Oh, no, she she might have been a Soviet Union spy or something. Like the swimmer who was a spy or something. Oh, I gotta, yeah. I got to look her up. No, anyway. so... Uh, oh, wait, you're talking about the French girl that was a Nazi sympathizer? No, 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 no. No, there was a... There was a... I want to say either... It was either a German lady... Who swam and represented? Um, I, I gotta look it up. She swam and represented it's Germany. Fine. We're getting off course. Oh, hold on! No, wait, 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 wait. The, the the this is the thing. The Ger a German lady who represented Germany when the Nazis were doing it, and she was a very successful swimmer. She was out, and Glad or whatever was saying, "Yep, you know, yeah. celebrating the birth or whatever." No, yeah, and it's like. And it's like, did you know, that's not Lenny Riefenstahl. Lenny Riefenstahl was no, a No, she's like French or whatever, or she was French. Oh, was she, she, but right, but she like yeah. sold out a bunch of yeah, French yeah. underground. She sold, yeah, exactly. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember that. And they got yeah. raked over the coals because it's like, did you know that she was like a Nazi sympathizer? Right, exactly. That got deleted really fast on Twitter yeah. anyway. <laughs> so no, like, uh, it's just, so like, let's take that, like, take that fairy tale part out of it. Even then, it's not it's not a league of their own. It's just something else. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people have a problem with. Um, but it's getting amazing reviews, you know, because, of course. Hollywood. Um, yeah. So, but I did watch a show that I really liked that we binged in like a weekend. It was called The Legend of Vox Machina. I have not seen uh, it. Which is an animated show based on the Critical Role series on YouTube where a bunch of these professional voice actors play D and D and they just play all these different like uh, campaigns and stuff. And they have all these story arcs within these campaigns. And it was really good. Raven watched the first two episodes and she's like, Oh, this is really good. Like you should watch it. How many it episodes? 12. They're 30 minutes each. Oh, okay. I was like, shit, you got through 12 hours. No. Um, well, some of them, they're actually really like 22 to 25 minutes. The first two episodes are like 30, 35, but everyone after that is like 22 to 24. It is, uh, the best way to describe it is like, it is fun, pulpy uh, action with uh, very like good humorous parts. The only issues I really had with it were like, sometimes like uh, stakes you kind of you kind of wonder what the stakes are because the characters are kind of a you know ragtag group of guys quipping guardians of the galaxy type stuff so you're kind of like all right all right but after about episode three that really dies down um but yeah it's it's i don't know it's it's really good i mean i really liked it um like the characters are pretty cool the only character i really had a problem with was their like the muscle who is like this big dumb 
barbarian dude because I just didn't think the voice actor was really good uh, for him. Uh, his name is Grog. But yeah, it's like, uh, but it's like they literally, because D&D, so there's like these half elf twins. One is basically a hunter. One is a rogue. Um, like they have two gnomes who are like these dwarves. One is like a minstrel, like ladies man, Lothario, who can like, when he plays his little uh, lute, like he'll summon like the, it's like a Green Lantern thing. He like just summons like his imagination. So normally it's like, a hand will come out like this purple like lit up hand another mm-hmm. gnome is like a follower of the light who's like this almost priest then there's this guy um what's his name uh well Enjoy. there's a, no there's this one character who's like a lore master type character like a wizard not a wizard like a mage her name is keyleth who's like this really shy like uh, i don't know but she's basically the most powerful out of all of them but no it's uh i really liked it it's really good but uh, no. So, so it was a D and D series that actually exists, or someone made made it. So someone it's, they wrote play it? on YouTube. They play like it's critical critical, critical role, right. and it's just them sitting around a table. Then they started like a Kickstarter to like have a show, and they got like twelve million dollars on the Kickstarter, and Amazon bought it and made it. Okay. But yeah. who wrote the campaign, the initial campaign, or is that a D and D campaign that exists that they? Oh no, it's the, it's that it's like the main guy. I forget his name. He's like they, ba- they baked it up. He's yeah, he's like the dungeon the dungeon master or whatever. I forget his name, but he's one of the voice actors. Okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's there's uh, that, and then. I guess we're getting into the main part here of so which uh, watch the rings so of power watched and watch the rings of power and house of the dragon. Do you want to talk about? It, it is difficult to talk we can about end with the one. Good, so if you want to start, oh, is, you want to just it, interweave them. Well, it's difficult to talk about one because they are playing at the same time and they're both trying to be equally. They're both trying to be these huge touchstones for the streaming networks and it's difficult to see one without it you know having a reflection of the other bounce off of it right i mean it's it's hard because they're both sort of high fantasy and and whatever um i think it makes sense to talk do you want to talk about house of the dragon first because so much of what the lord of the rings will reference like what it what it doesn't have <laughs> um yeah i mean so i watched have you, have you seen all through have you seen yeah i watched rings of power first like i watched that right you've seen both episodes okay and that's and when i we, saw both that's, episodes. When we, that's when we saw it okay thoughts on yeah. rings of power what do you think it is boring Bo- boring was the f- i was sitting there like, at the first episode i was like wow this is boring as shit i mean like when Elrond is talking to Galadriel, like in the forest in Linden, I'm just like, like at night. So this is like the third conversation they've already had. I'm just like, get the fuck on with it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So yeah, like that. I mean, oh man. I mean, it was just uh. So yeah, and that was before she went out on the on the boat or whatever. But um, I, the dude who plays Elrond. So if you recognize him, he played young Ned Stark in season six on game of thrones 
Oh, okay. That's him. Okay. So okay. I'm just like, he is like, he's fine. He's not a bad actor, but there's like, there's no charisma to him. Honestly, when he went to go visit the dwarves in the second episode, that was like one of my favorite parts of the second episode was his little thing with the dwarves. And again, uh, the Minds of Moria, it looks great. The the show, yeah, looks- the show looks great. There's some CGI though, like the ships in the beginning. I'm sort of like, mm, come on, Neon. the ships I in mean- the beginning. And then, like the when the CGI Arondir, when Arondir's up in the tower, I was like, they really tried to do the matte painting thing here, but for some reason they did like a green screen. And it's like, choose one or the other. Don't. But if you compare that to Lord of the Rings, the movies, like the Fellowship of the Ring, and there's less in the Fellowship of the Ring than, let's say, the Return of the King. Yes, it's better. But but for the money that's getting dropped on this episode, upwards of sixty million an episode, one would think that it's it should be it should be, but it should be spotless. Like, oh yeah, I mean they've had all this time, and while it looks good, and and Kazadun looks great, it looks great. Um, it, there there are still aspects of the CGI that I'm like. Really? I'm I'm also the 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 character the characters like the intro so in the first episode the whole sort of introduction where they are up in Ford Waith, which is is that like Forchell basically? Is that way up there? Like I, north uh, of, probably I am that's gotta be way up there. So they're up there and she goes and does her little Lego uh, um her, she does yeah, she jumps on the sword. thing yeah. and, and, and does that thing. But it's like, well, you know, she's going to live. It's like, the, w- what are the stakes to anything that happens when you know that like she lives? Um, that's the thing that kind of, uh, that's the thing that's sort of like really kind of like, okay, th- this isn't, this isn't very good. And there are plot elements to it that don't make a hell of a lot of sense. They're sending, so for the reward of all this chasing down of orcs that they basically didn't find, um, they get to go, Galadriel and her peeps get to go to Valinor, yeah. essentially like heaven, for for lack of calling it anything else. And she bails at the last minute and jumps into the sea. And after, and this is way the fuck out there. And like... It is way out there. And she gets picked up by some boat, like some shipwreck Rats. boat. And I'm like, how the fuck did they get out there? Like, like that's like way, way, way out there. It's out there to the point where if you're that far out there, the Valar will be like, get the fuck back. Right. And how are these people out, out there? And you're like, what? Am I the and, only one that thinks it's like blatantly obvious that Halvorand is Sauron? Is Sauron? No, um, like no, like everyone knows it's him. Like it is so obvious it's him, basically because it's like he detaches his boat, lets him die, and then he's basically like, "Well, oh, so someone who's a survivor," and it's like, "Dude, looks looks can be deceiving." That quote, right? Yeah, it's just like. And what at the end of episode two they get picked up by an obviously Numenorean ship. By the way, that wasn't like a spoiler thing. I knew that. I'm like, oh, he's Sauron. Like he's. Oh, you so, you didn't know that. I had heard I, that I before. Well, you told me like, oh, did you know it's already out? Like people already know who it is. And I'm like, oh, I figured he's disguised as someone. 
But I figured they wouldn't even show that person until episode six when you're dealing with Numen when you're actually on Numenor and everything. And then it's like, oh, this guy Halberin. It's like, okay, that's him. It's just like, what the fuck? So then the whole Arondir thing, the Black Elf, that whole thing is just like boring as hell. I don't care about him. And then the girl from who is in Counterpart. That's that's who that. That's the girl who got her legs broken in Counterpart. Oh, okay. okay. So that's her. So it's like, yeah, it's like I don't care about them. The and, one, and, the, and and the humans live essentially in what is that more 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 soon to be Mordor or soon to be Herod? They call it the Southlands. I assume it's like, it's way down there. I guess that's going to be what is Mordor, because these are yeah. like the people that were like, that's the so that's the part of the country. I hope our our listeners saw it. That's the part of the Middle Earth that um, did, supported Sauron. Yeah, run, um, run, and Herod. Yeah, so yeah. right. So they call it this at that point. They call it the Southlands because they can't call it anything else, right? They don't have the rights, right? And, um, so right, and so they are basically saying, even though it's been a thousand years, you know, you don't understand these people, and so they get nice little casual racism, you know, oh, uh, yeah. go, go, going on. It's like yep, nice that's, years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, well, it's also like. Uh, the har I don't care about the Harfoots. That shit is so stupid. I think like, you know, I I just yeah. The only thing I'm really into is like, okay, what are the dwarves doing? I'm kind of interested in that. I know yes. what they're doing. They're gonna be digging, and and the Durin's bane is gonna come. I well, know that. Well, eventually, but I mean, and which they Durin showed, is this? They showed which the Durin... they showed Durin's bane basically in the trailers. But which Durin? But which Durin? Is Durin well, that's is, the thing? Is There's Durin the friend of El is Durin the friend of Elrond the one that woke this dude up or uh is I have that no like idea. is that but like supposedly there's only one Durin? There actually isn't like four of them. Did you see that thing? There's really only one, and then he has descendants, but they're they don't know the name, so they just called him Durin the fourth, Durin oh, or whatever. Okay. I thought it was like Durin the sixth was the one that uh um, brought up but, Balrog. By the way, quick sidebar, Steelers released their depth chart. Did you see this? No. Kenny Pickett's the third string quarterback. Well, that's probably right. They don't want to uh, make a Mason third Rudolph. Third string? Mason yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph behind. Yeah, yeah and the, Trubisky's the number one. Yeah, ready. And the from what I – I listened to an athletic podcast. They said the offensive line in Pittsburgh is a hot mess. In spite of getting James Daniels and these guys, they're like, it's a problem. So their take is – that's fine. If Trubisky isn't the guy, let defenses tee off on Mason Rudolph. If someone's going to get injured, it isn't going to be the future. Let it be Mason Rudolph that gets hurt. So a friend of mine, friend of mine who's a big Lord of the Rings fan, okay? We're not close friends, but like it was something we talked about when we were in high school. So he is, he was, he's all about this show. And I was with him up until kind of like that Super Bowl trailer and a few months after when I was like, okay, what's going on. Some of this stuff started to leak where it's like, this is leaning more towards fan fiction than anything else. So he says, some fantasy fans just want to be miserable. There's really so much quality fantasy on TV right now and they'd rather play victim. So I just said, the screechers are annoying. And then I said, saw the first two episodes of Rings of Power. There were some high points, but I think it's really mid so far. So I, I think it's like a five or six on like the high end. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, go ahead. So he says, this is what he says. I can't believe he says this. He said, I'd give the first episodes, two episodes, an 8 out of 10. The dialogue is really good. They changed some lore, but not too much. 
And overall, the setup looks really good. I just really hope the stranger isn't Gandalf. So I said, okay, I'm at like a six out of 10. It can obviously go up. Most intrigued by Elrond, Celebrimbor, and the dwarves. Not so much by the Harfoots and the Stranger or Galadriel and Halvorand. Whenever I feel like it's hitting a stride, it cuts to a storyline I have little interest in. Um, and then he said, I feel the same about Galadriel. Hopefully her stuff will get more interesting in Numenor. I have a sneaking suspicion that Halvorand is Sauron, though, which would be pretty interesting. It's like sneaking. He's so Sauron. Like He, he is Sauron. Yeah. And that is, it is clear that the man who came down meteor man is one of the wizards and it's one of five, right? It's either Saruman. Mm. It is Gandalf. It is Radagast or one of the two unnamed blues. The blue ones. Yeah. Right. Now I think Gandalf, if it's Gandalf, it will be two on the nose. Uh, the question is it, cause this is a big rights thing. It could be one of the two blues. A lot of people think it's Gandalf. I was thinking at the end when he's talking to all the fireflies and stuff, I'm like, oh, is this Radagast? Because he's very earthy Nature, sort of yeah. dude and stuff. Um, um, no, it, it's just... I mean... But but know. it's a very Gandalfian thing where he's like yelling in the trees, Ben Ford, it's just like, yeah, Bilbo Baggins! Yeah. <laughs> you know... It was that I'm not trying to rob you. Right. It was the same vibe. I, the the thing that the thing that gets my opinion of the show was, and you might have seen that I tweeted this in response. My opinion of the show is because it looks good, it's probably a B minus to C plus, I guess. And that is that is not like, oh, it's an 80 out of a hundred or a 75 out of a hundred. No, it's like a five out of ten. But the problem is it loses like a full letter grade because the IP of the richness of the IP and they just they sort of blow it. And they've eventually done fan fiction. They've done a fan fiction of Lord of the Rings with this. They get Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter to play Gilgalad. I know they say Gilgalad. Oh, that's that's that guy? Yes, that's him. I don't think he's. I don't think he's any good. <laughs> like I, I but think. I, I also think the writing sucked. I mean, the writing's yeah. not interesting. So I mean, like the what's crazy about these two showrunners is that their only real credits are like they were on. They wrote. They teamed with J.J. Abrams. They're like in the J.J. Abrams school. They teamed with him to write the that fourth Star Trek movie that never got off the ground. And they did some uncredited stuff for like Star Trek Discovery. Bunch of bad robot, bunch of bad robot people. Yeah. Like, and it's like, that's not who I would want writing my show. And also this can kind of transition into House of Dragon. Yes. But you're telling me the, the budget for this was two and a half times the budget of House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon looks better than this. Yes. I mean, like a lot better. Yes. I mean, they're on twenty million an episode is not a low amount by any means, but man, they, I, I feel like I see more of it. Uh, well, House of the Dragon will actually design. do stuff that's House of the Dag- Dragon will actually do stuff that is practical. Yeah, and there doesn't feel like a lot of practicality with the Rings of Power, and and, and so we've got what Celebrimbor is going to build a obviously he's going to build a forge likely for the rings right yeah uh, as compared to 
because they can't he can't he can't say we're going to build the Silmarils, right? Because the whole Naglamir and all that shit, that's all like Silmarillion I mean, they, stuff, they which they don't have, but they don't have they access mentioned to the it. Silmarils. They said Silmarils in the thing. Right, but two. they can't do the construction of the Silmarils. Yeah. They can't talk about the what the war that the dwarves and the elves well, had you saw, regarding you saw the Silmarils. Bought, you saw who like bought like all the Lord of the Rings media rights. Did you yes, see that? it was in, um Embracer Group. Embracer Group. Right. Yeah, the video game company. I'm like, well, wow. Okay. But sorry, go ahead. I'm I I'm I'm just it, it's very so so we can talk a little bit about House of the Dragon. I mean, let's talk let's talk about House of the Dragon and then at the end of that, I really want to talk about why one is why one why one one relative to another and what one is missing. Um, and one would say that, you know, it's not I mean, fair can, to compare that right now. Well, it's not fair to compare, but um, yeah, it is. Well, no, I, I, I think it is fair. I, m- my problem is here's my problem. House of the Dragon is really, really well done. Yeah. And, and the depth, the thing with House of the Dragon is you might look at that and say, this is boring, but every stitch of dialogue means something something, and has layers everything that happens has multiple layers this is like this is exactly what the feeling because i didn't you know i didn't get into lord of the rings until like season five going into season six right game of thrones yes i'm sorry game of thrones um but this is the stuff that i didn't read the book so that helps of whatever the dragon book that fire and blood yeah but well, it's like fire and blood, but then there were two novellas before that that were about the rogue. One of them was called the Rogue Prince, which is the episode with the name of the second Damon. episode, which Bob Damon. And then the other one was called the Princess and the Queen, which is about Rhaenyra. And then okay. it basically expanded on that into this book called Fire and Blood. And what's funny is the book got like mixed reviews, but a lot of people love that book, and it's a finished work. Right. There is an ending. Right. And it's like, I think that's a big reason why, I mean, uh, and I think, you know, Benioff and D.B. Weiss not being a part of this is for the best. Because George R.R. is an executive producer. He is, he is engaged with this from soup to nuts from beginning yeah, to end. Yeah. But it's but, like, there's that. And but, I but think there's got, a, okay. yeah, okay. no, I no, think okay. there is like a, here's where we're finishing. Or here's where we're beginning. Here's where we're ending. And we're not going to try and include any, like, we're not going to try and do any bullshit with this and add something from something else or we there's some ambiguity here it's like no these are the stories here we go um so the depth so what is also happening is that every single line pushes a narrative forward and the narrative drives this larger plot of okay what's going to happen like patty constantine is fucking yeah, great he's great. <laughs> he yeah. great what did i say when he like was the cast, episode though? episode three I was just like, God he's damn, drunk. he's good. When he's oh, drunk and everything. Well, about. I mean, I mean, he's drunk, but dude's got issues. I mean, he's basically falling apart. I mean, yeah. I did not notice it, but did you see like in episode three, both, like he's missing fingers? fingers? Yeah, both of his like, fingers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, so, it's like <laughs> him. Well, it's like number one. I want to say I didn't say even the even the girl. I like the girl playing Rhaenyra. I mean, I like yeah. her. I mean, I mean, but, for being a relative nobody, I'm like she's pretty good. He. 
but that's the thing. I didn't say the show was going to be good, so I'm not going to say like that much. But I did say when they cast him, I'm like, they got talent because Patty Gonsadine can really act. So it's like, but he's great. The kicker from The Replacements is great as the hand, Risa Fons. Oh, he's the kicker from The Replacements? Yeah, that's he's, him. He's good. I mean, he is like the yeah. most... Um, Cunning. Yeah, I mean, he is Baelish squared. I mean, so it's like, he is... He's really good. Matt Smith is really good as Damon, I thought. Uh, especially when he's talking about how Otto's wife passed in the first episode. Like, shouldn't you take a new wife? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's yeah. that. The dude who plays Corliss, I think, is really good. Um, yeah, no, it's it is it's and, really good. And and because everything has meaning, there's 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 a lot of show don't tell. There's more show don't tell. <laughs> um, yeah. and. Like especially Damon's motivations at the end of season three, where he, where he just goes yeah. for all glory at the end. He's like, yeah, it's like I gotta prove my worth, and if I die, fuck it. But if I find a way to make it happen, I'm gonna. Yeah, he didn't want his brother to plant like my flag to become right, and he's super frustrated that his brother's bailing him out. But he also says, "Well, fuck it. If I die, I die. But if I don't, I'm gonna. I mean, clearly, he's making a play to be. Look, you're not gonna make me king. Look what I did." Uh, right. before before y'all came and um which was a hell of a gamble um but you take that and then you compare that to rings of power which rings of power seems to have these forced Very empty scenes empty scenes and then they do this shit that was done in the hobbit of hey let's have some relation like some emotional relationship between and elf um, and the elf and it's like you know what that's what kind of that was one of the things that kind of fucked up the hobbit pretty well known that that was a problem why are you doing this shit in this Again. it is all about like the richness especially you're gonna do that for something like lord of the fucking rings that like people are obsessed with it like i just i don't know if you saw it but did you see the middle earth mixer guy he just came out yes. with his yeah, yeah, hour and 52 minutes. It's that long. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he's going to – I cannot imagine. Like, I, I mean, it'll be very interesting to listen to because he knows he knows what's up. But I'm just like, well, you're, you're going to go do this sort of empty – you're just going to do this fanfic-y – you're just going to plug in a love story? Like, dude, tell the story. And Well, it's also like – you know, they both have know. equally they both have equally rich material. The rings of power are fucking it up. They don't know they're doing they're sort of doing something with it, but it's not interesting at all. Well, it's like they paid two hundred fifty million dollars. It's like remember when we were like they paid two hundred fifty million or they paid a billion dollars for the rights to what? Because it's like okay, here the are appendices the of the Lord of the Rings. Right. Like literally, it's not because remember when they initially got it, we thought, oh, they got the Silmarillion, they got this. It's like no, no, no. All they have is these descriptions. Um, then they have some stuff from like unfinished tales. They don't have the Sil Silmarillion. So right. literally, and like, unfinished tales is no. It's all narrative. There's no yeah. Talking there's back no dialogue. Right. Yeah. And it's like my kind of thing is like this show just shouldn't have been made because like because there's a part of me that was like, man, what if they did like oh, the you fall could. No, you know, no, no, I, hold on. 
Oh, Fall of Gondolin or something? What if they did like the Fall of Gondolin in the first age? You can't do that. No, so brilliant. Right. And it's like in most of the Numenor, most of the like, yes, there is Numenor stuff in the appendices. That's obviously what they're doing. But like a lot of the good shit with Numenor is also shit that happens around it, which I'm pretty sure again is like a big Silmarillion thing. But no, it's just But but how, you know, this is what I don't this is what I don't understand what they're gonna have the rights to, because the story of the second age is Sauron going to Numenor. Numenor is the baddest asses on Arda or whatever. Yeah. And and Sauron goes in there, negatively influences them. They become a problem. They challenge the gods. They want to go poke a fight with Valinor. Um, Ellen Deal and a band of Sildor and Sildor and them are like, yeah. nope, we're we're gonna stay. We're not gonna mm-hmm. challenge. And they they are saved, right? And they go off to Middle Earth and start the the you know sort of the Third Age. Yeah. But like then they go to fight. They go to Valinor, challenge the gods, and the gods just punch them in the face, smack them down, destroy Numenor, and that's the end. And I'm like, so what are they going to – they can't talk about that? I mean, the story of the Second Age is Sauron sort of poisoning the mind of the Numenors, and the Numenors getting too big for their britches. Yeah. Right? yeah. So what's the story going to be other than, hey, we'll have this, we'll have this wizard become somebody – and we've got these orc, these sort of minor league orc battles happening that yeah, are just no, it's, remnants it's, of um, the first age. Yeah, no, it's, I, I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's, um, it, it is, uh, it, it is, I mean, HBO, what a troll move for them to stream, uh, the first episode free on YouTube the day the rings of power comes out um that that was um that was that was pretty good stuff i am i'm surprised how well um how engaged with house of the dragon i am i'm like yeah i'm I'm like really engaged with it and you know and and the and i think i texted this to you because it's like we sort of know the lay of the land. We know the families, like the Lannisters show up, and yeah, there, there's other ones there. You're like, okay, cool. We we sort of know what's going on, and so that's sort of like a friendly. We kind of know enough of the backdrop that there's not too much narration that needs to take place, but then, and so it's comfortable, and you can get into it relatively quickly, and you should be able to do that with Lord of the Rings, but. No, it just Lord of the Rings just feels really wooden and just well, just like that flat and thing, uninteresting. I mean that whole thing where again, like the the converse the Elrond when it's like you know what am I to be or whatever when Galadriel's like what am I to be you know if I if I hang up my sword and all that stuff and he goes someone you've always been my friend or whatever and I'm just like get the fuck like I'm no give me more of the you know all the politicking and everything in House of the Dragon, just like, you know, three-dimensional characters. Just, um, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, it's, I don't uh, know why they had to have Galadriel in this. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, strong, strong, empowered woman. That's why. Get, get another woman. Like, everyone else, everyone else is fucking made up, damn near. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah, Arondir is made up, the Bronwyn is made up, 
the Harfoots are completely made up. Yeah. What are you you're saying like the 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 race of people? The oh Harfoots? No, Harfoots are they're mentioned, but in his like writings there are people called Harfoots, but like they don't have there aren't like names attached to them or how they lived, I think. But it's like there's that. Uh Disa is made up, uh the wife. Um I'm sure like Galadriel's whole contingent that she's leading around. Yeah. yeah. Completely made up. It's just like and I think there are quote unquote made up characters in Lord of the Rings, but they're all amalgams of real characters. Like Lurtz is Oogluk right. and Gothmog is like five different people, you know. Right. And Gothmog Gothmog in the book is a different person. Yeah, Gothmog is like uh shit. He's, yeah, he's like a different type of person. I forget what he is. But no, it's like, I mean, uh, you know. That's whatever. My, kind of, my thing is, like, you have two hours. This is 20% of your season. And, like, like they like they did nothing in that two hours. So it's like, look, unless I'm going to see the Balrogs trying to rein in Ungoliant or whatever, um, I'm not interested. What a pisser. You see the two trees? No Ungoliant, no nothing. You didn't even get a, You see a shadow of Morgoth. Yeah. You know how Ungoliant drinks all the light from the two trees in Valinor uh, or whatever. And it's yeah. like just three seconds, five seconds. I mean, no, nothing. Have you seen the artist depictions of the 12 Balrogs trying to, like, they have, they have like whips trying to, you know, uh, rain in Ungoliant. Have you seen no, that picture? No, no, no. It no, is no. fucking bananas because, like, Morgoth is like in the background. Like, you see a shadow of Morgoth because that's the one where Morgoth basically is like, Yeah, we need to do something about Ungoliant because she's kind of crazy. She's going to eat everybody. And so he sends like, it's like an eight or 12 Balrogs to go and deal with her. And all they can really do is kind of like, all they can really do is kind of like shoo her away. Hold on. Uh, I gotta see if I can find it. I'm I'm trying to look it up here. Ungoliant. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah is, it, it is. is it that one? Is this it? No, 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 no. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Because yeah, it's or is like, it this so... one? Is the one where yeah. Ungoliant yeah, yeah. has has like human hands and stuff? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah. see Morgoth in the front, and then you see a bunch of Balrogs around her. It's like right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, what's uh, the story of Ungoliant? Ungoliant basically went off after Morgoth got beaten, just went off and ate herself. Yeah, she ate her because she was hungry and she she got because he basically starved her to kill her, and she basically went crazy and ate herself. And yeah, oh well, she, yeah. it happens. Who hasn't, right? Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway, we can. Uh, oh yeah, so we okay. yeah, so. First, Amazon Prime put 72-hour moratorium on reviews posted to its site. A lot of uh, a lot of people. I mean, if you look at the comments that showed up on like the YouTube uh, uh, previews, yeah. there were so many people angry about them fucking the lore up um, that they're just going to give them one out of tens just for that. Um, I, I the thing that gets me is, and I know this is a element of it. But it it seems like a lot of people are saying, oh, you don't like it because you're being racist because it's like there's 
black dwarves or black elves or nothing like that. And it's like, no, that's, that is the least of the, pro I mean, that's not a problem at all. I mean, the show's got problems and it feels like these trolls are slamming it because of that. And I think the trolls are automatically slamming it because you're kind of like bastardizing a work. Um, and it's boring as shit. Um, but they're giving it one out of 10 as compared to like three out of 10 or four out of 10 or five out of 10, which are probably a lot more accurate representations. But, but yeah, I think if they think like a 72 hour moratorium is going to fix it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, that was, I mean, um, I don't really have anything to say other than like, I mean, this is what you asked for. Like when you, you know, you uh, spent all this time debating whether or not you could, you didn't think whether or not you should. Uh, well, I, it. did you read something like Jeff Bezos tried to give notes? Yeah. I sent you the thing. Is that what you did? Okay. Yeah, but I made a comment on his picture. I'm like, why does he, why is he looking more like Mickey Rourke? Like, every, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he looks like, he looks like shit. Uh, how's the Dragon Kosher runner Miguel Sapochnik uh, steps down ahead of season two? I'm guessing this was like in the plans all along like he was going to do one season so Who, who's uh, being brought in for season two it was met uh alan taylor. alan taylor and that was met with a lot more positivity for what i read yeah because he directed a shit ton of game of thrones episodes like he, he literally did like... he did thor the dark world because of his game of thrones experience yeah That's... um is is wonder why he's stepping down. I think he's just going to do something else. I think it was just one of those things where, like, he did, a, he did like, the biggest Game of Thrones episodes. Like, biggest in terms of, like, scale. Like, he did uh, Blackwater. He did, like, Battle of the Bastards. He did Hard Home. Like, he did the biggest ones. And then he did this, and he's probably just, like... Well, here's the deal. He know. leaves with a first-look deal with HBO to develop new projects. So he could... He's basically yeah. like, you did this. It's really well received. H now I want to do my shit. Let's go. Yeah. So I guess I guess good for him. Watch, it's like he's leaving to do the tale of Duncan Egg. <laughs> like, just another that game of would Thrones. Be, thing. That would be hilarious. Uh, next story I had Harley Quinn renewed for season four at HBO Max. Sarah Peters <laughs> take over as showrunner of animated series. What is that good? I mean. I don't know. So, yeah. uh, I don't know who Sarah Peters is, but I'm just saying it's renewed. So here's the thing about Harley Quinn. So I've been watching it this season. This season, up until the last episode, which I watched yesterday, I feel like it hasn't been as good as the previous seasons. And I kind of realized why halfway through, and it was even more evident this past episode. So the dude who plays Gary in V, I forget his name. The, the, sl the smarmy guy. No, the assistant. Is his name oh, Gary? The one who's from um yeah, the one who's from um, uh, what's the Jason Bateman show that everyone loves? Oh yeah, the one from Arrested Development. Arrested yeah. Development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's or his... who became famous with the from the Volkswagen commercial where he's in the car? This it was like how he became famous. What? Yeah, he he did a commer that that dude did a car commercial. Tony Hale. Tony, Tony Hale, Hale did a car commercial way back in the day, and that's how he became somebody. 
So, yeah, so he has been out of the season. Like, he wasn't in the season, like, all season long up, up until the last episode. Because his character, Dr. Psycho, I forget, he got, like, arrested or something because he kind of, like, turned on the main team at the end of last season. So he was out for, like, the first seven episodes of the uh, season's only ten episodes long. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a part of their group. He was, like, a core part. Like, he was just this guy that would fly, get so agitated so easily. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, he would just go crazy all the time. Like okay. he, So he's back in this episode because they get, go into Bruce Wayne's mind. Because, so, uh, Poison Ivy's friend, Frank, who's played by J.B. Smoove, has gotten kidnapped. And they realize they've been kidnapped by Bruce Wayne. But they can't break him because he's Batman. But they don't know he's Batman. But they can't break him in, when they interrogate him. So Dr. Psycho goes into his mind along with Harley and everybody. And it's great because when they go into his mind, all Batman is replaying all his memories is his parents getting shot. It's just turn turn this 360 degree circle and it's just Joe Chill just shooting his parents and him because it's like the idea that Batman, that's all he knows, right? Right, right. And But it's great because the backdrop, when they drop in, it is the Batman the Animated Series backdrop. So they play all the music from Batman and it's like, like it's that whole thing it's the red skies and everything the animation is still them the modern animation by the way that mean the animated series 30 years old today yeah i saw that did you see that 30 years old pretty wild got me through some tough times so anyways um uh, yeah so it was a great episode last night but it was it was like you know it's like oh wow that's what this show's been missing but that's the thing. So Bruce Wayne took Poison Ivy's friend Frank, who's a plant, who can powerful enough to resurrect plants, and he did some science tinkering so that he can resurrect humans because he's trying to bring his parents back from the dead. So yeah, it's pretty wild stuff. Um, it's it's a crazy zany show, but definitely like this season has been it's been fine. But when Doctor Psycho came back, it was so obvious like that's what the show was missing. So, uh, curious to see what, what happens. What, the loose, a loose cannon sort of guy? Yeah, complete, like, Harley is a loose cannon, but she's been, like, reined in by Poison Ivy because now they're in a relationship. So, like, Dr. Psycho was, like, the ultimate wild card guy, and he would always, like, call people the C-word and be, like, and all make these really, like, uh, really good points pointing out people's, um, kind of insecurities and their inner psychological problems. It's like, oh yeah, it sounds like, you know, you know, if anybody knows, if he's like, if people say I need therapy or whatever, like that was like one of his big things. He's also like this tall with a huge stewy head or okay. whatever, but he just completely loose kid. Like the whole idea of when the show starts, when Harley's trying to form her crew is that basically Dr. Psycho is like good value because he ruined all his cred because he caught in a fight with Wonder Woman, he called Wonder Woman a cunt. Because it was, yeah, he calls one. He literally looks like an adult film character, but because uh, he, uh, he's fighting Wonder Woman and they're filming it on television, and it's a serious fight. But then he calls Wonder Woman the c word, and then they're like, "What? Oh, Doctor Psycho!" Like, so nobody even fights Doctor Psycho anymore. So he doesn't have. <laughs> so then he apologizes on uh, this show, Tawny or whatever, which is basically like Wendy Williams type show, and uh-huh. Tisha Tisha Campbell from. Um, Martin plays Tawny and he's apologizing all that stuff and she's not buying it and then uh, one of the people in the audience is like he's he's a fake da, 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 da. he's like shut the fuck up you cunt like he said it again. <laughs> and then he's like I just want to say I'm sorry all this other stuff 
<laughs> so it's like so then like he joins Harley's crew to like build his rat back up. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh, right, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, it's it's so yeah, when he came back, it was like, okay, this is what this is missing. Gary Anthony Williams was also on the show yesterday. He played King Shark's brother, Prince Shark. No. Again, you just gotta see it. You just gotta right. see it. Um, so yeah, season four. I mean, it's very it's super popular. So oh, and in one of the trailers for the show, as I'm watching it on HBO, so the DC streaming service, whatever it was called, uh, they had a show called Pennyworth. And so now the two seasons yeah. are on, yeah, now they're on HBO. But it's like this is this was the whole thing of like, oh, if uh if Disney Plus had a Lord of the Rings show, how there'd be like Oh, Thorin, Nori, or you know, like like how they would oh, right, these... right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. So then it literally it comes. It's like Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's Butler. I'm like, how is that not a joke? Like, you know, it's like seasons one and two streaming on HBO Max. It's like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Is anyone? Uh, does anyone watch it? No, it's only. Was, got, it, only was got... it only for streaming? Yeah, it was on the DC streaming service that is basically gotten lumped in with HBO because it didn't make enough money. <laughs> no, it was premiered on Epics. Oh, well, there you go. Um, wow. So the next story. <laughs> That's yeah. great. The origin of, yeah. Uh, next story I had is <laughs> Matt Shackman departing Star Trek following Fantastic Four directing gig talks. Um... I mean, this guy. I remember he did, he did Game of Thrones episodes. He did a few Breaking Bad episodes. I think. I think. Like, so wait, are they redoing Star Trek again? He was going to do start the fourth Star Trek movie. Remember, because they couldn't with get that everyone off the in it. Yeah, yeah well, like, back. No, remember they said no because they cut they the had Paramount. To recast. Yeah, Paramount cut the budget. And Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine were like, okay, well, if you're not paying us, we're not going to be in it. And then it was in turnaround or whatever. It was indefinitely delayed. Because remember, Star Trek Beyond, Star Trek Beyond did not even crack like $400 million on a 185, 200 million. No, I get it. I get it. So there so was like, all this stuff is, about is how... anyone, like, is always held on to back? Yeah, is, no, one, no one's, even no like one's has, back. Everyone's no one's like, attached. And that dead guy's not going to be back. Remains dated for. Oh, Anton, Anton Yel- Yelkin it, or whatever. It would be hard for him to come back. Yeah, that that would be, yes, that would be a challenge. Uh, so it says the movie is still dated for December 22nd, 2023. Spoiler alert, it ain't happening. 22nd, 2023. You <laughs> in, think it's just not happening at all? In 15 months, they're going to get all their locations scouted out and, like, get their casting ready. Everybody's Who, Who's going to want to see a new Star Trek without the original like the people on it, like if it's supposed to be an extension of it, but it's like, like previous. So good. I I I don't know. It's it seems like is has the most recent season of Star Trek like not been well received. Well, there was Star Trek New Frontiers. That's about Captain Pike's when he was coming up, and Anson Mount plays Captain Pike. Uh, Captain There's... Pike was. Played by Bruce Greenwood in the movies. Okay, got okay. it. The president played... of the United States. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. He always plays the president. <laughs> um, and like, so it's about like him when he was younger. Anson Mount was the guy that played Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. Uh, and it got like a ninety-nine percent. There are people, even Trekkies, love it. 
so I think it's one of those things where it's like it's popular on Paramount Plus. Kind of, well, people don't like Star Trek Discovery because they like they drop f bombs in it and a whole bunch of stuff. And they don't like uh, it because there's cuss turn your turn your fucking phasers to stun. <laughs> uh, and it's it's Trekkies. I mean, they don't right anything that's not you know Gene Roddenberry and and uh, Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy. You know, they, how, they don't. How has that? I mean, I. That show was like on for like three years, maybe. And they had Christmas lights as their little. But I mean, it was never a ratings bonanza. It was just on. Yeah. And then it was on in reruns and kids would see it when they come home from school in the 70s. And here they are. But this show was like. It was not. I mean. It's crazy just to see just to see like. People like, you know, fucking John Campier or whatever. It's like, you know, Star Trek back in the day was, you know, such a trailblazing show. And look at, look at what they're doing. And it's just like, ah, okay. I mean, it was, I guess it was. I mean, sure. Right. I mean, that's fine. Because Shatner and Aurora kissed, kissed each a, other. Kissed each other. Right. Dude, you got to introduce me to that black chick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the family guy thing. Yeah. Because Quagmire, Quagmire couldn't stay on. Uh, he like got fired from Star Trek for being a perv or whatever, and he, dude, got introduced to like black chick. Oh, uh, no! But previous attempts at Star Trek scripts came from the Revenant's Mark L. Smith, which was for Quentin Tarantino, and another by Noah Hawley, who was the big FX. He did Legion and he did Fargo and all that stuff. That was okay. the guy who he had a script for like a Doctor Doom movie that was gonna supposedly be was supposedly great, and then Fox got bought by Disney. It's just amazing that people are like, "Yep, let's let's redo." I, I guess it's like, "Hey, IP is hard, and it's hard to do anything original." So everyone's going to take their shot at it. Re- no, it's really not IP. hard to do anything original. I mean, well, it's hard. It, it's hard to look at the get legend, anything made that's original. The Legend of Vox Machina, although I guess technically it's not original because it was on Critical Kicks- Role. Yeah, wasn't it kickstarted? Yeah, yeah. I mean, twelve million dollars. Um, whatever. It's I really dug the legend of Boxman. I thought it was great. It's, okay. it's a lot of fun. Good care, like very different three dimensional characters, other than fucking Grog. It was good. Uh, Aquaman two heads to Christmas twenty twenty three. Shazam, Fear of the Gods goes to March. HBO Max. Oh well, I'm, I really don't care about the HBO Max movies. But basically, the whole Wait, DC what thing, what are the HBO Max movies? House Party and Evil Dead Rise go. Wait, with the oh, wait, hold on. They are redoing House Party. Uh, that, yeah, that, yes, that's right. Okay, wait, rally. wait, wait. I need to see what is going. House Party, when that came out initially, was. Hang on, I got I got to see who's going to be in this. So House Party came out, and I want to say, eighty nine, maybe. And it starred Kid and Play, who was a rap uh, duo. And I, I, oh, are you explaining to the listeners? Yes, yes. Because yes. I know who they are. Right. So Kid became a sort of stand-up comic, and Play was a little rapey and kind of, I think, r- reportedly a little rapey because um, I don't want to get sued here. Yes, and, of and, course. And, and, and it... And it was very small and Martin Lawrence had a, had a part in it. And there's a lot of people that were a lot of people that Robin Harris, uh, before he passed, had a played kids, dad, 
Um, he he uh, has bits. Beat the shit out of him at the end. Yeah, the and then um, probably Directed by Reginald Hudlin. Yeah, and then most well known for a very famous dance sequence that, um, I think by a song by Full Force or something like that. Um, about that that so many people have like imitated in other movies. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's a song by Full Force. And that is like the part that ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it is. It is a very fun movie. Um, it it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, but wasn't there like a house party too? And a house oh party yes, three? It's, oh yeah, there were ter- the, yeah. I mean, house party four, house party tonight, <laughs> the night in twenty thirteen. <laughs> what the hell? Oh uh, well, that's like a, it's like a fucking Disney Channel Disney Channel movie. That's what. Well, it was like. well, it, did it turn into into house or something? Or no, that's a different show. Um, yeah, the the first house party movie is a fun movie. Um, who is it? Um, the girl from uh, you you mentioned her name. The girl who was in uh, um, she was in fucking School Days. She was in uh, Martin. What's her name? Oh, uh, Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell's in it. Um, she was sort of a love interest. Um, uh, oh, and and you know, it, it it's definitely it's definitely of its time because there's a there's a reference to uh uh Dick Gregory's uh diet shake or whatever and L- Ludi whatever who was in uh like a lot of folks like crossover from i'm gonna get you sucker or something like that where they the the part with the hat and this dude's wearing the Dad, crazy I hats and seen, stuff like have you seen i'm gonna get you sucker? have you seen that? i've seen pieces of it but it's like <laughs> yeah, i haven't yeah you have to see i'm gonna i'm gonna get you sucker is one of the funniest things out there that's it's john, it's ridiculous that's don no soul J- johnson or whatever no 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 that that is amazon no. woman on the moon okay he no. plays I'm a news yeah the, he plays <laughs> he plays the news guy what he's talking about the exactly yeah, right no it's keenan right. ivory wayans does a play on black exploitation movies and oh, yeah, Jim yeah, Brown, yeah. Isaac Hayes, Bernie Casey, and they're gonna go fight Mr. Big, who's played by Dean Wormer from Animal House, and I, I and wonder, his henchmen were played by Kadeem Hardison and Damon Wayans. And uh, I wonder if you ever covered. I'd like to get to know you. I'd like to get to know. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that at work last week. <laughs> Perfect time to listen to it. No, okay. I mean. Yeah, I guess they're redoing House Party. The big, the big thing with the story I wanted to cover was they basically just delayed their whole DC slate, and the only movie coming out this year is Black Adam. I'm pretty sure. And there was all this, there were all this stuff going around like, oh, Warner only has enough, can only afford to release two movies this year theatrically. That's what people said. Oh, because of everything Zaslav is doing. Yeah, and so many people are like, oh, Zaslav, he's driving this company into the ground. And it's like, he might, he's probably saving the company. You know? Um, he's, he's getting it together. There, there's, there's so much angst about, um, there's so much the angst. Canceled about, movies. Oh, they're late. He's laying off tons of people. By the way, CNN, uh, CNN's laid off a couple of people in the last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Calvin, <laughs> your crew you. Yeah, you, he laid, laid off your crew you and uh, John Harwood. Um, I saw I got laid off. But it's, I mean, 
what's his face is getting paid a million dollars a year for doing a sh- one show a week. Who, um, Brian Seltzer? Yeah, York Road You. And, He's getting um, paid a million dollars a year. Potato Head was getting paid a million dollars a year. Well, not no more. I mean, I, I don't know what he's doing now, but I mean, dude, well, Don just, Lemon gets paid six million a year. I understand. Not okay, not that much, but I understand. Don Lemon, the multiple day a week, the five day a week. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Pharrell Senior. I understand why he, uh, you know, Pharrell adjacent. <laughs> I understand like why he, one, yeah, five five days a week, but also like he he actually has. He he actually is believable with some of his responses, whereas Brian's I mean Brian's God for God's sakes Brian Seltzer he was the guy they rolled out there after the whole Chris Cuomo stuff happened to be like it's not that big of a deal, you know, or or it was he was such a lackey of who's the guy Zucker. who's the guy Zucker Jeff Zucker and then when he gets laid off I mean he was. He 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 is just like when Zucker got laid off. It's all You're about Zucker, about like, and it's um, like it's like is it this. news when like people in networks get laid off? I mean that's not really news. Like news called, is actually like news called propaganda. Um, yeah, but, but I mean no one cares if like this this executive at an entertainment company gets laid off. Like, it's just not fucking. Okay, I did not say that. <laughs> I, I'm just like he is a man of the Jewish faith. Is he I, not? I'm, I'd, I'd say that's likely correct, but um, Zucker is. But I I just don't understand what um, I I just anyway, Zaslav <laughs> is laying off a ton of people, and people yeah. are flipping out. Yeah. Because oh my god, Sorry, and like you, you guys, staff, you don't need staff for HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Max. Well, but you know, it's it's not even that. But it's like, guys, y'all are in the inter- you've chosen to work in a business where tastes change. There's nothing but change out there. Um, shit happens. It's the nature of you know. This is the business we've chosen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to you have to get another gig. I mean, you know, I'm. Oh my god! But people are so scared, and it's like, hello. I mean, you're in the entertainment business, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, these movies. Oh, plus, did you see the stuff where the Flash? They screen the Flash movie for people. I thought it's, it's te- really well it's reviewed. Testing. Yeah, it's te- they're they're saying that it's testing at levels not seen since The Dark Knight. That's what it's. That's what's being rolled out there. I mean, I call bullshit. I, I believe that it's testing well. Uh, Andy Muschietti is a you know he's a good director. Uh, Don't you think that because um, what's his name is such a problem that if only this movie sucked, they would just Batgirl it and make him go away? Yeah. But the problem is, is that it's too it's good, good to not release. That we can't Batgirl it and. Oh well, I mean, I'm. Oh, but you know what? If, if it's this good, and Zaslav wants, he wants his movies to be big temples, yeah, right, in temples. And if this thing has got that much heat around it, I'm just wondering. So, what right is now. it going to be like? A is it going to be like an origin story movie or something? Like, no, it's gonna, Flash is he going to be a football player? <laughs> no, it's Flashpoint. What is Flashpoint? <laughs> 
It's the whole like everything. It basically like resets. It's too big. It's like it resets the whole like timeline and everything. It, it's gonna fix everything. I don't know. Fix what? It's gonna like restart the timeline. Like they're basically gonna say all that bad, all those bad DC movies didn't happen. We're starting fresh. Batman now. versus Superman and yeah. Justice League didn't happen. Yeah. That's what so do we? Movie. Are we gonna have a new Aquaman and new? I have no idea. Superman. I'm sure it's gonna be like. Well, some people changed, but some people didn't. So Ezra's gonna be gone, uh, and you know maybe a couple other people will be gone. But well, you think that's what uh, it is? Is, is Ezra? Gone, ben, ben Affleck's gonna be gone. <laughs> you know, all these people are gonna be gone, and then they'll bring. Then they'll be like, okay, these are the people going forward. So is that, is this Ezra Miller's movie? And then all of a sudden they'll just have like a different person will be there right at the end, saying, oh, "Yeah, here's the new guy that's yeah, in that right. can be exactly. in that can be." <laughs> yeah. But like Flashpoint is also the thing where like in the Flashpoint comic book, uh, instead of Bruce's parents dying, Bruce gets killed, and then his dad becomes Batman, and his mom goes crazy and becomes the Joker. What the fuck? Yeah. What? Dad, it's comic books. Like, I, I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Takes off his glasses and rubs his have, eyes. Have, have you speaking of the Joker? Did you see the uh, image going around of Chris Farley as the Joker? Yes. Yes. I, I, I that reminded me of uh, the Leguizamo. John Wayne Gacy. Oh. No, Leguizamo playing the clown and um. Spawn. Spawn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sh- short fat guy. But he's not By called way, Spawn. He's called the some violator or whatever. I mean, oh, the clown. He's called the violator. Yeah. I uh, I saw the Untouchables last night, early this morning. Uh, with Kevin Costner. Yeah. That's it's not, um. That's not a very good movie. It's there are great images. I mean, I mean, they stole the they stole the one scene from Battleship Potemkin, like almost shot for shot. Um, the stairs season, the stairs scene with the with baby. The baby. Oh, if you look, there's a movie that came out in Russia in the 20s called Battleship Potemkin. It is the the exact same thing. Okay. I mean, technically, it is – I mean, there are some shots the way it's shot that I just don't really see in movies anymore. But it's like it's Brian De Palma. He can't help himself. He'll always do that. Just like the long-ass tracking shots, the foreground, background thing where it's like he's right up on the camera. And it looks like it's they're next to each other kind of. Like that perspective thing, like that crap. I'm not gonna say call it crap because it, like, again, I don't really see it in movies anymore. So, like, that's cool. But, like, um, that was the star making vehicle for uh, Kevin Costner. He was not, he's not good in it. Like, he's literally the weakest part of that movie, even more so than the dude from the You Rock My World music video who's playing Frank Nitty, the, the really creepy dude in the white suit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I remember the movie. He's he's in the car. Yeah, like <laughs> there, there, there was there were shots given so much weight and gravitas where it's like, what's the big deal? And it was all about the that's the De Palma. I don't know what De Palma's which of De Palma's movie he got famous for, um, but he's he, he seems to be way up his own ass with a lot of stuff. Yeah. But like he made some terrible movies. Like yeah, he did Black Dolly, right? I mean that kind yeah. of finished his career. He did yeah. fucking Bonfire of the Vanities, which I've already beat that. I know. Death. Yeah. Um, I guess he did movies. He's done movies. I forget. He's done some stuff in the seventies. He 70s, did but... Harry, Dressed to Kill, Scarface, The Untouchables, 
dress to kill mission impossible little little, uh little angie dickinson there if you're into sort of that thing i mean angie dickinson was sort of like hey every 50 year old guy would turn on johnny carson in the 70s see police woman come on because angie dickinson back in the day uh sisters shame of the paradise blowout blowout blowout's good body doubles casualties of war carlito's way femme fatale in 2002 Sure. Antonio Banderas and Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Uh, Passion in 2012. Didn't this get terrible reviews? Yeah, 33%. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you just... But, it, he, not... but he was at LA Film School with, like, Spielberg. I know. And Coppola, Coppola and, and Lucas. And I know. A little bit of Milius, I think. He's the guy that filmed... De Palma filmed the first Star Wars scroll. Like, or he gave him the idea to do a scroll. And, Yeah. Like I think, and I think De Palma might have written it. Did you ever see the Black Dahlia movie? No, it is so bad. I know it's bad. I read the book. Did you read the book? No, I didn't read the book, no. but I mean, I saw the movie, and I mean, I know what happened. But they were trying to make um, what's her face into like make her like super hot. Who the 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 million dollar million dollar baby? Oh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, they were like, she's so sexy. They tried to like, do that like two years ago with that movie with Michael Ealy called, I think it was called Fem- or it's called just Fatale or something. Like she was this, she was this temptress for Michael Ely. It's like what? Hillary Swank? Yes. I'm, I'm not like, kidding. I'm like, Hillary Swank. Okay. But yeah, what's it called? Hold on, hold on. Fatale. Yes. So who the question is who was Michael Ely's piece? Who was his girl in the movie compared to <laughs> Hillary Swank? I don't even know if he had one. Beyonce. Right, exactly. <laughs> like Beyonce and Allie Larder. It's like, look, Allie Larder exactly. is not, Allie exactly. Larder is not an unattractive woman, but it's Beyonce. It's fucking right? Beyonce. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Right, right. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that movie? Obsessed. Obsessed and who who is that Idris Elba or who's Yep, it was Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, I just remember walking into the theaters for that opening weekend at Gulf Coast Town Center and it's like it was like they had people waiting in like the little line to go see Obsessed at like, you know, at eleven PM or whatever it was. Well don't Yeah, well it were those Bayhive people or were they just into the whole sort of it's both it's beyond it's because it's beyonce white woman you know uh like as well so there's, so there's probably like i know that bitch is not gonna you know whatever like what the, what that white lady name yeah exactly uh <laughs> i just <laughs> swank so she, she did she did like Boys Don't Cry and Made Million Dollar Baby. Then she did some weird movie about like some nuclear thing. Some or some she did some weird sort of like um Armageddon the mo- Armageddon type movie. The one with like, the bugs? The one with like the the bugs. She did a movie with like a plague that happened or something. I forget no, what it was she, called. She did a high she did like a high concept, high budget movie like Armageddon. And they were like, oh, she's really big. Maybe she can lead this big, big hype. No, uh, she can't. Red. Oh, wait, that's not. The core? The core. The core. 
Aaron Eckhart, Hilly Swank, Delroy Lindo, Stanley Tucci, DJ Qualls, DJ Qualls, uh, Richard Jenkins, Bruce Greenwood. Who did Bruce Greenwood play? The, the president. president. I'm sure. Commander, Commander Robert Iverson. <laughs> oh, God. Who directed this? John Emil. Emil? Okay. No, hey. so, yeah, no. I, I, uh, what was the plague movie she did? She did a movie that was like, didn't she play Amelia? She what hath what hath God wrought? Hillary Swank in the reaping. Didn't she play Amelia Earhart in some movie or something like? Yeah, that? and it was terrible. It was called eight, Amelia. Eight percent out of one hundred thirty-four reviews on the reaping. Eight percent. Fatal Valerie Quinn. Here we go. Okay, so Amelia, directed by Mira Nair, or Nair. That's the woman who directed Denzel Washington when he did the island accent or whatever. Twenty percent. Mira Nair. Nair. She's actually a really good director, but she directed Amelia. Um. So yeah. And that movie bombed. But I'm, no. So. Yeah, I'm looking at. No, but I like mean, the Fatal the... came out at December of 2020. Yeah. Who the fuck was in the going to movie theaters in no. 2020? You got to get it off the books. Uh, I guess. No, so. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just watching the the Untouchables. I'm just like this. This movie is is just not very good. Like, I I genuinely like in Sean. You're supposed to believe Sean Connery's Irish, okay? Uh, yeah, no, well, it's just yeah. I was just like, well, what, what about um, what's his face when he was 12? Oh, Andy Garcia. Uh, Andy Garcia. <laughs> it's like, and then the guy I mean, from, and then, then the guy from Never Cry Wolf. I don't know if he's done any movies since. The, the, uh, account, the, the accountant guy. Yeah, he was yeah, like in a whole well, bunch of movies, and then he disappeared completely. Well, Charles you know, I, watched, brother. I watched that movie right, and I remember the Sting. And there's one scene, and I understand the Sting is like one of the greatest movies ever made, but like similar time period, the Sting came out 15 years earlier. Okay, twelve. Uh, but yeah, I'm seventy three to eighty seven. Fourteen years. I thought it came out. Oh, it was eighty seven. I thought it came out in eighty five. Okay, good. Yeah, ahead. wrong. Uh, also, I didn't know that uh, Jerry or whatever is the accountant, the bookkeeper, Jerry from uh, Midnight Run. How do we go? Oh yeah, in uh, in the yeah, I didn't yeah, know. You I didn't didn't... Know that? Oh yeah, no, in the Untouchables, not the thing. But no, so uh. Oh right, that he like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he did that like back to back. And Rob Robert De Niro obviously did it back. I mean, and Robert De Niro doing his chewing all the scenery. Oh my god, fuck you and your family. That was a great. Yeah, fuck you and your family. Uh, you know, but a you know, but a lot of talking a badge. You know, but a lot of talking a badge. <laughs> like, I mean, he's it's great. It's, I'm glad he had fun. Uh, <laughs> but. It's uh, I, there's a scene where they're on the train and he, basically uh, Wallace, the accountant, is talking about, oh, he like he brought in like three million dollars. He hasn't paid income tax or whatever. And he's like, what? What are you doing? But then there's a scene in the Sting when they're talking about the Mark. I forget his name, but I know he's played by Quint from Jaws. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, all right, so what do we know about this guy? And there's the guy that looks up because he cheats or whatever when they're talking about the when they play card games. It's like those are similar scenes trying to give them like the rundown. And the one this thing is done way better. 
better. Oh, because he's giving like, exposition or what? Yeah, it's like, what's the deal about this guy? What's the deal about this guy? And that one, I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't think Kevin Costner's that great of an actor, anyways. But, uh, but yeah. Well, the whole big, like, especially like the courtroom scene where he's found guilty and he swaps out the jury. Yeah. And it's like a huge set piece and like all these people are there and you have this orchestra playing and it's like, these massive shots and it's like well and then there's the is shot. this really that big a deal like yeah. i guess al capone going to jail is a big deal but it's like it's like oh we got him oh the world is saved it's like someone shot hitler it's like and then the music are... the music they play reminds me of like fucking like miss doubtfire or something like like this really victory like i'm walking down the street al capone just went to jail like it's very oh, did, like... did you see the opening credits? The Untouchables. Yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. It's yeah, it's a, it's a little much, but um, oh, what was I gonna say? But a lot of people understand. A lot of people that got a lot of play because Robert Stack, the Unsolved Mystery guy, had done a TV show in the '60s called oh, the, the Untouchables. Untouchables, and so it's like, and and Elliot Ness is sort of this weird weird flat character that people only know because oh he worked for the feds and he brought this guy down and they turned him into a tv show no one really knows what actually happened to him though he sort of got like screwed if you read about his real life and stuff but um i just remember he's he's very he's a very tiny dude he's like five five or something and kevin costner's like 16. well and, and and i think the thought was like i think jager hoover was a little um gay Sorry, go ahead. He was, I think he was put out by the fact that Ness had gotten so much pub. And so there was like, he sort of like squashed, squashed him a bit. Yeah. I mean, afterwards, because it's like, um, about you. The the next story, the last story I have, Mikhail Gorbachev died. Last leader of the Soviet Union was 91 years old. I loved him in The Naked Gun. Mikhail Gorbachev? I haven't seen the opening the scene. Gun. You've never seen it? The no. opening scene where Frank Drebin is at this. You've never seen the first Naked Gun movie? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you seen Airplane? Yes. I've seen okay, Airplane. So, like, times. the Naked Gun the is guy. probably the best version of those movies. Airplane's really good. Naked Gun is probably the best. Is it OJ in the Naked Gun? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of course he's he's um he plays um Nordberg. And um but like um the dude from um George Kennedy's in it. Like oh my god, you got to see the Naked Gun. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, Priscilla Priscilla Presley is is a of course. love interest. Oh, it's uh, it is it is hilarious. But uh you no, know, there's an opening scene where he goes to kill all the bad guys and like Gaddafi and all these, you know, who say People. gotcha and then gorbachev's in it too and he basically he grabs the guy who plays gorbachev and he rubs his head and the wine birth stain birthmark comes off and he says i knew it after he <laughs> rubs it off i mean it's just that it's just that sort of thing uh but uh, it, it's it, it's it's a must watch um yeah uh he frankly realized that uh what uh couldn't hang star wars was bankrupt in uh the u.s and said yeah we're checking out baby but yeah um i i i love all the uh, people that were bummed that were really just it well 
I mean, we got a lot of commies in America that are in the media that are really disappointed that Gorbachev, like he died, he wanted to make it work and he couldn't. And he's a tragic figure because communism couldn't exist. And just the tone that some of these fucking people are putting out there of like, Fuck Fuck I mean, like, I mean, he knew better. I know you said and, me, and you said me a hot mess Margaret, now. Margaret Thatcher or whatever. Oh, so Russia's a hot mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like... R- R- Russia's like, um, it's this. I mean, let me put it this way: they're doing just fine because they can sell as enough oil they want to India and China, and they don't care. And uh, and Europe's their their energy bills are like what ten x. It's like good luck, y'all. And and what is it? Jennifer Granholm is saying, yeah, you guys, we can't afford to sell our uh, energy to Europe. Have a good winter, guys. Y'all are fucked. Because this war is going to keep going, even though like Russia is like going to, it's going to be a slow loss basically over time, and until that ends, and it might keep going for a while. It's clearly going to keep going for a while, likely through the winter. But I mean, it's going to. Good luck, Europe. And, and yeah, the well, dollar is like at a twenty-year high. Yeah, uh, even though we're going through eight percent inflation because everybody else is going through much worse inflation. In yep. Germany, they're rationing hot water. What's going on in England? Something's happening in England. Not the energy bill, but they're like doing something with food or something where it's like. Well, I, I mean, English food isn't exactly like. Yes, yes, I know. I was actually talking. So Eat some bugs. That's yeah, where we're my, going, right? Those protein blocks from Snowpiercer. That's what I'm saying. I mean, people people act like that was terrible. And it's like, that's the future. I mean, it's the future the world economic forum wants baby klaus you know so i think uh no it's funny i was actually talking to uh my old supervisor the other day because she was just talking about places to visit and she talked about how she wanted to visit she wanted to see the great wall of china so she wanted to see china uh and i was like yeah i'm good i don't need to ever go to china um and so uh but she just talked about like places like she want to visit and I was going to talk about like places like I want to visit or countries or anything. Top of my list would be Italy, obviously. Um, I'd go to Prague. That would be cool. Okay. Are well, you going to listen to some techno? Czechoslovakia. No, I think just it's Czechoslovakia like, doesn't exist. I'm sorry. Czech Republic. Um, maybe don't go now. Uh, but uh, I was like Italy. But what was crazy was I never really thought about after Italy. I'm like, man. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be terrible to go to the English or Scottish countryside or something because technically I got some roots there, right? Oh, London, L- London, London for sure. And like, well, I'm not really super interested in, go- I mean, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm not as interested to go to the city, you know, to while well, these fucking people are walking around. <laughs> no, but it's like, I, uh, it'd be nice to go to, you know, I've got the Midlands. <laughs> well, you want to go to, you want to go to Scotland? Yeah. Glasgow. No, um, no, it's uh, well, I just know I have, you know, Scottish. scotch. You've got yeah. some scotch. Yeah. So, um, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm not trying to go to fucking Nigeria or anything anytime soon. Um, just, just being honest, okay? Uh, you, you might be, you might not be Nigerian. It could be like a West African thing. I mean, Ghana maybe. in that area is a little more 
friendly. Not, not really trying to go there either. If I'm Ivory, Ivory Coast, Ghana, or whatever. <laughs> really? I'll be honest. There's kind of nowhere in Africa I would want yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, right I now. mean, hold, hold on. I mean, like, Africa... Listen, I mean, Africa is not like the last king of Scotland stuff. I, mean, I understand it's not that. not Idi Amin. It's not like Idi Amin. I understand that, but like, there's nowhere, there's nowhere where I'm like, oh, I'd really love to go there or there or there or there. I mean, there's just not. Um, Casablanca. Oh, go to Morocco? Yeah, go to Morocco. Yeah, you know, I was actually I, thinking I wouldn't mind like, uh, Egypt, I wouldn't mind going to Egypt as a tourist. Don't, I don't um, want to. I don't want people. To don't do you want to go way. to? Ma is Madagascar technically Africa? Don't you want to see the, the New York Giants? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, bring me my. Go nuts see those on a silver platter. Go see those trees. That's why you want to go to Madagascar. No, but it's like, and I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Here. I'm not trying to be insensitive. But I thought about Morocco, and I looked at Morocco on you know the good old good old Wikipedia, and I just saw the script of the native language there, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> So wait, just curve lines and dots yeah, right, going exactly. going going from uh, right to left right. it's like i'm good check yeah, it out I'm, yeah so, no thanks the, the louis ck the remember the head thing yeah the, well. the bald guy he's like oh yeah thinking, like, <laughs> jesus christ well I, I hate to break it to you hebrew is not far off um, uh, it's different. I'd right to left, it. and the lettering's a little different. But yeah, I'll go to Israel. I'll go there. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, happy to fly into Tel Aviv. I don't need to fly in anywhere else within yeah. about a 500 mile radius of there. I'm good. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's fucking fine. Yes, I know. Um, yeah. Like jo Johannesburg would be interesting, I guess. I mean, going down to South Africa. Um, yeah, I mean that'd be cool. But yeah, that uh, that uh, sort of Algeria thing would be. Um, there's you know there's too much of a like uh, a wild card factor with some of those countries, you know. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! There's a coup going on. Like yeah, well I mean yeah okay I I was, I was gonna say like. Too much margin of error. In some, I, in some I would country. say, like, I, I, I wouldn't exactly be trying to traipse into Moldova right now either. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would say, like, Eastern Europe isn't exactly yeah, right. um, yeah. the, on, yeah. on the on my bucket list. I wouldn't mind going to like Iceland just to see it. Even oh, yeah, be cool. oh, because there's like it's really weird geography. I mean, beyond mm -hmm. like the colorful buildings. That's the thing. It's like you know how many people live in Iceland? The country's like four hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it's, it's like, like Wyoming. Population. It's like half of Lee County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they beat England in the last World Cup. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And those Vikings and with Skalanderson and. Sure. Uh, yeah. Like uh, all those guys. So the last thing I want to mention, by the way, you know, I mean, about the whole stuff before, it was just something that triggered in my brain when I saw Morocco. Do I actually feel that way? Yes, completely. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, No, but uh, last thing I want to mention, so college football is back. They said they're going to expand to 12 teams for the playoff by 2026. It could happen as early as 2024, all that stuff. Is there anything from the first college football weekend, any takeaways? I know Clemson and Georgia Tech kick off in about a little over an hour, but I'm glad it's back. Um, Norvell, Mike Norvell's job 
like left him and came back in the period of about yeah. five seconds. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, uh, the Florida state LSU game, the ending of that game was one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever seen in my life. Alabama and Georgia continue to be gods among yeah. men. You've seen um, that tight end, that tight end for Georgia. I've heard about him. Six, seven, two seventy. Yeah. I heard about him on the college football podcast at 40 and oh, yeah. Wetzel Dyer. Yeah. 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 I, I, oh, six, seven, two seventy. I'm like, yeah. People just like, people just like graze off of him. Like there was a DB that tried to tackle him. He got like a five yard out and he literally just like, you just see his arms are over his back and then just off his back. Like you just like, it's uh like, he's a big, my kind of thing is like, can you, can you be that heavy as a tight end in the, in the NFL? Oh, Eric Green from Liberty University. Look him up. He graduated from Liberty maybe when I was a sophomore, like 1990, 1991. So this was college. This is college. This is football 30 years ago. Okay. Was a 6'5, 279. Yes. Wow. 302 catches, 362 oh, yeah. catches. No, he was really good. Oh, I remember Liberty came to JMU. So Liberty is one double A. They came to JMU. I was a big bitch. He was fucking huge <laughs> when I was at JMU. He was a monster. He got tackled, yeah. but he he was big. So if this guy can run, he'll be fine. I mean, all you gotta do is be able to get open. They got and, some dudes who are just like who just they just I don't know what food they eat. Like they, I mean, they must eat just like whole cows or something because th- those are some some healthy. They make them big down here. Yeah, like um, I I was. Notre Dame is Ohio State is Ohio State that good? Yeah, right, exactly. Um or is like Marcus like, nope, I know defense. And I'm knowing he knows defense, but that was sort of a question I had because everyone was like, Oh, Stroud's gonna throw for a jillion yards and he's gonna be the first pick in the draft or something like that this year. And I'm like, they won, but I mean is this it? Now they'll go into Big Ten play and probably do a bunch of sixty to 13 games and they'll show up but that was a question yeah, they get um, to play maryland and Rutgers every year oh my god um i um uh, d- d- disappointed by uh cincinnati cincinnati losing but you know on the road at arkansas arkansas one in the top 15 one and a half million one and a half million That's yeah but i mean we're i mean i'm we, I'm not going to belabor it. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, we'll be I'm, okay. I listened to Andy Staples, his little review thing. And they, they I mean, I'm not going to, they gave Cincinnati respect. They did. Um, but his thing, like, I, he knows his stuff. So I don't know if you know about Andy. So Andy Staples went to Florida. Okay. He went to UF. He was oh, a walk on. Speaking of, hell of a, hell of a win for Florida. But right, right. Walk on. He was a walk on offensive lineman on the 1996. Uh, National championship team. He was like a freshman. Werfel? Who was on that team? Yeah, that was Werfel. That wasn't Werfel won the Heisman. And Steve, Steve Spurrier was the coach. So he would talk, he's a journalist. So he talks about like his – he worked for SI and stuff like that. Now he works for SI. But he uh, he talked about – I'm not saying that he doesn't have experience and stuff. But I do not like when he talks about He's like, you know, when I was in Florida, it's like, dude, you're a walk-on offensive lineman. So you're basically a fat kid. All right? Shut up. Like, seriously. Like, I mean, look – I. I know there's shit on Joe Huber, a fat Joe. kid. <laughs> Whatever. Joe Huber, I saw I saw him play. He looked pretty good. He actually looked great. Um, but no, it's just like, dude, just he didn't get snaps like Joe Huber. 
All right. He rose was he upon. was he an eternal walk on? I believe so. Yeah. So he's uh, like he's like Club Trillion, basically. I don't know what that is. That one kid who like played. He played. I want to say he went to Ohio State, um, but he played for. He played on Indiana, a bunch of Indiana AU teams with Odin and Conley and all that. And I think he went to Ohio State and he calls himself Club Trillion because his goal is to have his box score be a trillion one game in. Uh, no. Yeah. He was like a he was like a Bill Simmons. He, Bill Simmons loved him ten years ago or so. Oh, but go ahead. That's great. No, like I get what he's saying, but it's it's just like this thing. He just talks like he is an authority on college football, but he also says some of the things I hate the most about what college football analysts quote say about how when such and such historically powerful program is good it's good for college good for college football. football yeah it's like just go shit in your hand like i just i hate that so much um and lee corso they they're wheeling him out there and putting peanut butter over his mouth so he can speak clearly and shit and just like uh that fucking guy is he still he's still there yeah <laughs> Ever since his, I don't, I'm not as mad at Lee Corso. I'm not like, it's not that situation. It's the fact that ESPN still thinks it's okay to just put him out there. Like, and you wonder why you're losing viewers to big noon kickoff or whatever the thing that Fox does. Is that uh, true? Is that better? People say it's better. I just, Matt Liner, it's like Matt Liner. He, he's not good. Yeah. Reggie Bush really isn't that great either. Um, and then I've, I know Urban was on there uh, for a little bit, but then, you know, not on there anymore. Uh, yeah. And I know, I don't know. I, it's just, I'm glad it's back. I love college football. It's getting me through school and everything. But um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, sometimes just I want my goddamn respect. That's all it is. So oh, what uh, do you mean? You, know, you mean UC? People have said that UC played well, but it's like, goddamn, if we would have worn like shit. Ah. I know, I know, I know. Just just murder Kennesaw State. I was shocked at the end of the game to hear uh, our favorite color analyst, I can't remember his name, saying – Rod Gilmore. Yeah, this is not a rebuild. This is a reload team. Like, this is a really good team. Yeah, he he was like – he was a lot more generous talking about UC than I expected him to be. Now – I can tell you why. So that – Is a fickle guy? Well, I don't or know because he's that. gonna do because he's gonna do a bunch of UC games. <laughs> no, because he's because it's all about the SEC. The SEC has to beat the best opponents. Oh, ESPN. But I do think Arkansas is good. I mean, that Rocket Sanders dude, that dude is that dude is real. Like when that dude got oh, like he's first of all he's not small, but when that dude had space, like he just took off. I'm like, yeah, we do not have a guy. I mean, Corey Kiner's good, but Corey Kiner's five nine. I'm right. pretty sure Rocket Sanders is like six feet. What um. What um, when is like a uh, Arkansas's next real game? Like, do they go? Uh, right they have a really hard. They have a really hard schedule, actually. So hold right. on. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, I know that. Here we go. I'm no, I'm saying like. Uh, they so they play South Carolina next. That's South Carolina, Missouri, A and M, Saturday the twenty fourth, A and M. Then then they. Like, AM Bama at Mississippi State at, at BYU. At fucking at Bama. No, it's not at Bama. It's Versus. in Arkansas. Oh no, they host. Okay. Yeah. 
Bama. Well, we they got Bama. well, they got go about to, they got to go to A and M. You know what? That's probably two top ten teams at that point. Well, isn't the A and M game the Southwest Conference Classic? Isn't that in uh, Jerry World? Yeah, it's in Jerry World. AT and T. Yep. Yep. No, so uh, yeah, and Bama's going to dump Dick all over Texas next week. So that'll be nice to see. They're going to destroy Texas. The, the only thing I want more is to see Georgia play Texas because Georgia is. Did you see that Oregon game? I did not. I no, because I was watching UC. But I mean, I saw I saw like some of the highlights I, of it. I saw some of it. It it like remember when remember when Cincinnati played North uh, NC State and like beat them like forty four fourteen and NC State had like negative two rushing yards for the game. Oh yeah, it was, basically, like, yeah. it was like on my birthday in like 2011 because they had lost to the Russell Wilson team a year before. So like that was when Mike Glennon was the quarterback. Like they literally could not do anything, and they only scored when it was like a garbage yeah. Turn. So it that was, was like, um yeah that was like um it was, it was like five times worse than that. <laughs> like what they did to Oregon, Oregon couldn't do anything, and Oregon couldn't stop them from doing anything. And Oregon's so. getting like the best quarterback next year, right? Or, well, Dante Moore, yeah, they're getting well. Him. I mean, if you think that, I guess it's him and the Manning kid, right? I mean, it's one of those two. And, uh, Manning's, and Manning's going to George. Where's he going? Georgia, Texas. He's going to Texas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. No, it was, just, I'm not it, was I, it was like there. So, I, I would. I am listen the, the victory the it's not a win you you didn't remotely get embarrassed and they were saying like there were some people getting there was some popping like we oh, were yeah, laying, we were, we were yeah. laying wood on people yeah so that's going to be fine a loss like this while we weren't going to well, even it, even it, if we won out this year we would not have gotten to the playoff again i know that's the case no, oh yeah no because you 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 would have to you would basically be assuming that all these other teams would have two losses again. Correct. And yeah. and you know that Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are likely going to be three one of three of the four. And you see, even if they go, as you said, someone else is gonna have one loss. Yeah. So and so um, now fine. You got this loss. You didn't embarrass yourself remotely. You, um, we got stuff to work on. We're going to have to get really sharp. And now, like, you know, Fickle can really lean in and and say, nope, don't get cocky because we lost and we're going to have to fucking show up all the time. And great. I think we still got an opportunity to make the New Year's Six Bowl and – We'll play not, some not not scared of Houston. I can tell you that much. No, 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 no. I'm. I mean, I'm. The only game that frankly scares me scares me is UCF. U, UCF probably only because it's at it's UCF. In, it's in Orlando, and, and it's better. in Orlando. But I think, listen, uh, they're not going to be as good as Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, no. We went to Arkansas and toe to toe with them, and for, I'm, and we lost. And they won, but I mean UCF ain't. Well, you UCF can tell ain't Arkansas. I mean, you can tell in Luke Fickle's press conference, like you can oh, tell I did not. Was, I have not watched it. 
he, you can tell he's kind of like, you know, we didn't get it, but we're right there. We're, we're going to learn. Like, oh, I think I'm not saying he thought we were going to lose, but I think he was really like encouraged by like, oh, no, we they beat us. They were better. But man, what's up with our helmets? I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, if if we play Kennesaw State and it's like not like it's a non-issue, like it doesn't they, happen. They they figured it out. Yeah, it's like whatever the problem was, they figured it out. I I don't know. It's I don't think it hurt us necessarily, but no. But yeah, but I thought Jaquan Shepard thought he looked really good in place of Sauce. To be honest, but, he's not soft. I thought that was a safety. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, I, I understand just love that. And it goes right off. It goes right so. off. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, glad it's back. Um, I don't know what's coming out other than the episodes of Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon, all that stuff. We did want to watch Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul on Peacock, but we didn't get around to it. She-Hulk. I'm not oh, yeah, it. that's the um, that's the one with what's-her-face. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, yeah. But, uh, yeah, is I'm that a Is that I'm a movie or is that a series? The, it's a mockumentary. It's a, like 90, no, it's like 100 minutes, I think on peacock so it, it's got like a 75 percent around tomatoes like i, I do want to see it because i'm curious speaking of mockumentaries did you ever, what was the movie about the beauty patch and with the uh that came out in the 90s drop dead gorgeous yeah did you ever see that but, yeah the, the, well i didn't see the whole thing but i remember there was like a sunday or something and you had it on you're like oh this is kind of funny and I'm like, okay, I'm watching it. And like, there's a whole bunch of people I know, like Alice and Janney and Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's the guy who basically said, like, yeah, you know, I can't go. I, he's like, they're like, are you going to the pageant? He's like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't go to the school or whatever. And like, why? Why not? Oh, you know, no reason or whatever. It's basically like, he's a, he's a, he's sex a fucking offender. creep. Yeah, he's like, yeah. so then you see when Amy Adams is giving this interview in like this front yard of like these parents talk, you just see him in the background, like, <laughs> kind of like looking like this and i just remember dying laughing at that part <laughs> and that, that, that was that was that's a very uneven mockumentary but there were some parts that were very 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 funny yeah so yeah because i remember i was looking that up one day because i was like oh no it's the you told me about this movie and it's like yeah it's dropped egg gorgeous so yeah. but anyways uh if you like the podcast please rate and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at the dot all dot around or on twitter at the underscore all underscore around also uh apple event on wednesday so, wednesday okay yeah september 7th and then next month they'll have another one uh, don't know when but that is because it is tech timber and then next month is techtober <sighs> who's who, who came up with that uh it's around a bunch of like these tech guys but the first time i heard it was uh these guys are so witty that MK, mkbhd folks that was the first time i heard it he, he, he said not M- recently MKBHD this was a while said ago tech timber yeah in techtober oh, for god's sakes okay so yeah and then uh clemson george tech tonight yeah enjoy i know i'm gonna enjoy a short week but talk to you later see you dude peace but